warm greetings listeners welcome to the tariti consulting group podcast we will be broadcasting on a range of topics and issues that are facing businesses in turbulent times the unprecedented contemporary challenges and strategies to deal with them it is time to step back reflect and prepare to face the future the tariti consulting group podcast series will address wide ranging topics focused on best practices in management and a career in management consulting thou shalt seek no more because we introduce to you our team for today i am shweta i'll be having this discussion with harshita and anjan who will be giving us insights about the electric mobility its global scenario and india's plan for this transformation so anjan thank you for joining us as a researcher i'm sure you must have seen changes in the upcoming transportation trends as well as sustainability and its beautiful acceptance in our lives considering that you are so focused on sustainability and that how we should implement it in our lives can you give us like a brief introspection in this topic thank you shweta for the warm welcome so for a significant amount of time now even since the formulation of the un sustainable development goals or tsdgs or the geneva convention or even the current paris agreement the nations have toyed around with the idea of being environmentally conscious and friendly sustainability is more than even the need of the hour there are over 1 million automobiles on the road today with 700 million of them just being cars this figure is projected to double by 2030 according to existing estimates until recently the automobile industry was almost entirely reliant on the imported scarce and highly costly gasoline as a result almost all developed and developing countries face the burden of reducing traffic related co2 emissions and waste as well as their reliance on the oil imports as a result the government strategies are focused on advancing electric mobility and supporting the increased use of electric cars this has not only increased the quality of living in our communities but has also in this increased the cars industry sustainability which is one of our economy's foundations if specific industry segments which are literally relevant for medium sized businesses concentrate on electric mobility then up to 1 million jobs may be saved oh my my that's that's so true so uh, since you have you know given off such a beautiful start to this conversation Let's have a brief discussion about the current status of electric mobility, ranging from its meaning to patterns to the latest policies that have come into play. So, Anjan, what is electric mobility, and how do we see it as a precursor to the change that would be happening in the way things are planned and shaped in the future? Well, Shweta, electric mobility is the way of the future. This means not only environmentally safe system, but also effective cars on our highways. There are also some obstacles to tackle before the many benefits of the electronic power chain which can be fully utilized. However, the breakthrough will occur. The use of electric vehicles as well as e-bikes, electric motorbikes, e-buses and e-trucks is known as electric mobility or e-mobility. Both of them have one thing in common. They are totally or partially powered by electricity and have a way of storing energy on board. and get their energy mostly from the power grids the electric cars are quiet they are powerful and they are low emission vehicles that have mostly been used in cities for delivery systems taxis and car share the low emission vehicles often result in cleaner air quality which benefits people health 
particularly in conurbations. Also, the number of people living in cities is expected to rise. According to the United Nations Global Urbanization Prospects of 2014, about 70% of world's population will live in urban areas by 2050. Since fossil fuels like tar, which are only used to make gasoline and diesel, are scarce commodities, the combustion engines are on their way out. It's impossible to say how long these outputs will last. Despite the current rate of timber, the world's already estimated oil reserves will last nearly 50 years, according to the report by Statistical Analysis of World Energy 2017. Also, the oil consumption grew by a below average 0.9 million barrels per day or 9%. The demand for all liquid fuels, including biofuels, rose by 1.1 million barrels per day and topped 100 million barrels per day for the first time. My God, that was a lot of data to take and that's true, that's actually true because I've come across a lot of reports which say that the consumption has increased in multiple folds. And it's sort of disheartening to see all this. But then again, Harshita, can you help and see if we can track the market scope and market size for electric mobility from a global perspective? Sure, Shweta. So, well, if we talk about electric mobility from a global perspective, there are statistics by DataBridge that are estimating a 23.15% growth rate for the period 2022-27 and $735.80 billion valuation by 2027. These estimates grab the attention across the globe for their lucrative business because of both the volume and revenue. This progression has created opportunities for the automotive industry and searching market player penetration for producing sustainable electric vehicles, which is the key definer of the electric mobility market. That's an interesting part. So, how was the demand of electric mobility divided based on different characteristics? If you can, you know, briefly, quickly take us through that, Harshita. Yeah, sure. So coming to the market, the demand of electric mobility is divided into three categories. Those are product, battery and voltage. The growth of various segments helps us in understanding the various growth trends that are projected to be present in the industry and also they help us in formulating different strategies to better distinguish core application areas and also differences in your mar target markets. Based on the product, we have electric scooters, bicycles, skateboards, motorcycles, cars and wheelchairs. Whereas under, and there are also subcategories under this. Suppose for under uh, electric scooters, we have retro, standing or self-balancing. And then on the basis of battery, we have the electric, uh, we can say that on the basis of the battery, sealed lead acid, nickel metal hydride and lithium ion. And then based on voltage, there are four different categories. Those are 24 volt, less than 24 volt, 36 volt, 48 volt and also greater than 48 volt also. Oh, we see. So, I'm sure, Harshita, that uh, since this concept is a very new one, and I'm sure that every country has a different capacity to implement it. So, how do you think is electric mobility perceived in different regions of across the world? Sure. Well, if we look at Europe's electric vehicle market, 
which has grown considerably faster than that of other countries. Most of the countries like United Kingdom and few other countries has experienced triple digit growth. The catalysts were favorable government policies and a shift in consumer perceptions which were fueled largely by increasing fears regarding climate change. Despite the growth the European market has seen, mass penetration of electric vehicles has been hampered due to lack of models available and also consumer expectations of charging capacity in certain areas. If we look at Asia Pacific, due to the fuel prices and increased emissions, this area is projected to provide the most fertile demand ground for electric mobility. This is one of the factors why China and Japan are widely using electric bicycles and two-wheel electric vehicles. And in coming to United States, it is a market where private transportation is still relatively inexpensive. Though they have a promising state, but due to declining fuel prices has made them to have weak EV sales in the year 2019. You can see second half of the year. The popularity of the Tesla Model 3 almost single-handedly drives the EV market in the United States, accounting for almost half of all the EV sales it has. However, the figures in 2020 have taken a toll due to COVID, but the practices and policies in the above countries have made sure that they have V-shaped recovery after the pandemic. Europe and some Asia Pacific countries that you told us about. What about the rest of the countries, Harshita? What are the reasons that they are lagging applying electric mobility in their respective areas? What do you think can be the potential reasons? Yeah. Coming to the rest of the countries. Actually, electric vehicle sales are lagging for a variety of reasons. That may include lack of government attention, inadequate or unsuitable charging facilities, or unavailability of electric vehicles and cultural disparities over mobility models. For example, Japan is a major global car market, but domestic original equipment manufacturers led new car sales because they have not yet produced the same variety of electric vehicles as their European and Chinese rivals. Meanwhile, uh, in India, mass and low-cost mobility models are dominated as they do the same in other countries as well. And India is a region that where original equipment manufacturers haven't been able to enter due to the electric vehicles higher price. Absolutely, absolutely. And also a higher price EV would never be my choice at least. Like I'll personally, not that I have the money to buy it, but currently I don't think a very high priced EV would be something that I'll go after. So what do you say, Anjan? Is India prepared to outrun every other nation on electric vehicles? Or are we just at the nascent stage of, you know, applying electric mobility? Could you also like, if you're, when you're enlightening us, could you also just give a brief understanding on the entire running sequence of the EV, the economic viability and the various types to our listeners? Definitely, Shwaka. So these electric vehicles are run by electric motors, which are powered by energy stored in the batteries. Instead of the internal combustion engine, they use an electric motor. Thus, the vehicle emits no exhaust from the tailpipe and does not contain components such as fuel tank, fuel pump, or fuel lines. 
Adopting EVs will help in reducing the local air pollution and help us find clear skies as seen during the COVID-19 lockdown. They also add convenience to driving as there are no gears and hence are much more easier to navigate than IC vehicles. The various type of EVs in India include plug-in hybrid electric vehicles (PHEVs) and hybrid electric vehicles (HEVs) in addition to a purely battery electric vehicle called BEV. So the PHEV use both petrol diesel and electricity and they have two power systems an internal combustion engine and a battery whereas the hybrid electric vehicle they use regenerative braking to convert energy which is usually wasted during braking the ministry of power had designated the bureau of energy efficiency bee as the central nodal agency for the country's national level rollout of charging infrastructure the indian government also provides multiple incentives to ev owners they can claim income tax deduction up to 150000 under the section 80EEB and also enjoy a GST tax rate of only 5% in comparison to 28% for petrol or diesel vehicles they also get upfront capital subsidy under the fame india scheme of the second phase this fame word anjan i have come across this time again again and again like it is very prevalent in uh, when you know electric mobility topic comes in can you just tell me quickly what is fame india scheme so yes the department of heavy industry had launched the scheme called fast adoption and manufacturing of electric vehicles in india also known as the fame india scheme this was done to promote the electric and hybrid vehicles on march 13 2015 The phase 1 component of Fame India scheme was initially approved for 2 years and has been now extended from time to time with the present extension being up to 31st March 2019. After the first phase of Fame India phase, the second phase was proposed for over 3 years from 1st April 2019 and the various fund allocations for 2021 are as follows. The demand incentives have ranged to 4587 crores. the charging infrastructure has been granted 400 crores the and the administrative expenditures have been given 13 crores which total amount to 5000 crores the vehicles eligible for demand incentives are electric vehicle tech buses ev phevs shev four wheelers the registered e rickshaws electric three wheelers and two wheelers it sounds like an interesting scheme for india so you know it's actually interesting but uh, then also we ex- hope that it does not get stuck in red tapeism and the implementation is as smooth as the scheme that has been made so anjan how does a manufacturer register themselves under the scheme to to meet the qualifying criteria the hybrid or the electric vehicle must be manufactured in the country and meet the provisions in the central motor vehicle rules the cars should fit them with suitable monitoring devices to know the mileage of vehicles to determine the total fuel savings on a real time basis they should provide at least a 3 year comprehensive warranty of the battery from the manufacturer they should also provide adequate facilities for after sales services for the life of the vehicle they should appropriately display a sticker which indicates that it has been purchased under the scheme that was very enlightening and i absolutely amazed having this uh, you know discussion one to one discussion with both of you harshita and anjan thank you for being with us and uh, listeners we had these uh, two people you know guiding us about electric mobility but this is not the end of it 
we'll be back soon with yet another brief but equally enlightening session on an equally interesting topic i hope you enjoyed the session and you'll be coming back to our podcast series to you know listen to even more interesting topics see you thank you Thank you.